he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We certainly do not. We're just happy you're here. Exactly. So join us as we <laughs> talk shit about our favorite show. Before we get into Creeps, special announcement. Merch is back! Yay! Shout out to Fotspa because we are actually doing merch through his merch company. Fun fact, mm -hmm. Fotspa has a merch company. So... You can get access to all of our originals, the Fox sweatshirt, the Wet Blanket Energy sweatshirt, and the standard She's All Batch sweatshirt in various colors. But also, we have new stuff, guys. We have a blanket! Ooh. No Wet Blanket Energy blanket. We have new zip-ups. We have a... You know what? Why don't you just go check it out? Because there's some new stuff. I don't want to give it away. Yeah, it'll be a little surprise. The link to the merch shop is not where you got the merch previously. It's also not a flash sale. This is our home. This is where merch is going mm -hmm. to be. The link to the merch shop will be in the description. So um, moving on, that's a little Easter egg as to what maybe one of the merches. What's like multiple merches? Merches. Merch items? Merches. Yeah. Yeah. One of the merches. <laughs> has to do with Perfect. maybe something about moving on. I don't know. Sticking it to my husband for saying that I was making it a thing, and now <laughs> we're making it a thing. Okay, literally moving on. All right, guys, let's creep. So Caitlin Bristow went on the Not Skinny, Not Fat podcast, and she spilled some tea. So I'm going to play the first clip. It's actually about her time as The Bachelorette and when Nick came on the season, and she reveals some pretty creepy things that producers did to, I guess, make Nick seem more desirable. So I want to play the clip first and then let's discuss. There's one producer, I've never even said this, you get the exclusive. One producer actually said to me, after I would kiss him, she'd come and like, like wipe my, vagina. my lips and she would swipe my lips and like lick her lips and be like, oh, I just want to know what that tastes like to like make out with Nick. They made, they really like put him on a pedestal to me. And he was less hot then. That was pre-glow up. Pre-glow up. And they that were... was pre-glow up. And Sean was so good looking. I Sean was always was like Sean could get it. Totally. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh well it's Sean. And then but they really but you know, that was part of their tactic and and way she to like that is raunchy. I know. I know. So you were thinking, oh, so you were like basically brainwashed, brainwashed that he's a sexual beast that you need to like and he find was, out and he like he was very sexual with me. He really like made me feel desired and he'd like like he was really sexual. Okay, first off, the fact that the producer would lick her lips and touch Caitlyn's lips like gross. This producer needs to maybe reevaluate their feelings for Nick. So, if you remember, this was the season where before Nick came on, there was no drama whatsoever. It was a JoJo Fletcher mm -hmm. type of season. Everyone knew it was Sean. There yeah. was no competition and Nick came in halfway through and then the, the entire drama for the rest of the season was Nick versus Sean no one else had a chance yeah I think it's really interesting that she's saying the producers like hyping Nick up so much oh my god he's so hot so sexy to like almost create that even more so she sleeps with Nick on their one-on-one -on -one date and that's also the season that fantasy suites they moved Did, didn't they do something where they switched fantasy suite and hometown week they they made fantasy suites sooner i think they tried to replicate it they're like getting in her head in order to create this storyline that clearly like she's saying wasn't there to begin with although 
we know Caitlin has like a tendency to do revisionist history, especially when it comes to Nick. So I'm kind of like, stop pretending like you weren't into him because I thoroughly believe she was. I get that the producers were kind of pushing it a little bit more, but they had a thing. It was real. It was rare. I was there. I remember it all too well. I do too. <laughs> to reflect back. <laughs> I, but without Nick, there was no drama that season. Mm-hmm. So they needed him to be like this sexual being. And uh, I agree with um, Amanda Hirsch, the podcast host of that podcast. This was before his glow up. Like if you look at Nick bef- on Andy's season versus the end of Caitlyn's season, it's two different people. I know. He's not cute in my opinion. But like, how did he change so much? I don't think he the got beard. plastic surgery. No. Is no, it's really just... But the... his nose changed. <laughs> no, it didn't. I think it's the beard and I think it's working out. Those are the two magical things that can change a man. And maybe a little contouring of the nose. <laughs> I do not think Nick wakes you, up in the morning think... and goes, Hey guys, get ready with me. I'm gonna use this contour <laughs> stick. I'm gonna tell you about the time I got the first impression rose on Andy season. <laughs> and then he's like, so eliminate the nostrils. Okay, Nick Vial before and after let's see okay i'm sorry like what he's contouring his nose there's just a shadow on his nose i wish you guys could see the contour no from like the lighting of the picture i wish you guys could see the picture she just showed me because one is like straight on and the other one the light is very (laughs) obviously to the side and there's like a dark shadow on the side of his nose i don't think nick contours i'm sorry I'll share the photo in the She's All Batch Facebook group. We can, well, one day we can ask him when we're on the Vile Files. We can really get all of this straightened sure. out. That's not the only tea that Caitlin dropped. She also mentioned, she talks about how she first met Jason. And I don't know if everyone knows the story, but he came on to do her podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or Yeah, right? he did. Yeah. So they were doing a podcast together and Olivia Caridi was there. And I always wondered, like, why she was there. But I'm like, oh, it was Nashville. Like, they were just whatever. Mm-hmm. She admits. She's like, I brought Olivia there as a buffer because Sean was so jealous that I was podcasting with the Bachelor guy. And I'm like... And then she said that um, they were broken up. But on the way there, they were fighting on the phone in the Uber. and But they were not together anymore. But he was apparently being really mean to her. And the Uber guy was dropped her off. And he's like, don't ever let someone talk to you like that ever again. And she Aww. was like bawling when she first met Jason. But I thought it was crazy that Olivia was pre-planned to be there because Sean was that jealous. And the thing that's funny, though, is like, okay, you put Olivia Caridi there to stop it. She didn't stop it, guys. So, like, clearly your plan didn't work. So she also goes on to explain her current relationship with Chris Harrison or lack thereof. So when we covered Chris Harrison's podcast, I mentioned how he names a lot of alumni, but he doesn't name Caitlin. But I know at a point in time, they were very, very close Mm -hmm. friends. So she actually discusses what happened and actually goes as far as saying that Chris Harrison ghosted her and low-key gaslit her. Oh, and all these articles started coming out saying Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams replacing Chris Harrison. And so I messaged Chris probably 10 times without him responding. And that is so not like him to me. And I know he had, it's not about me. It's like, not about what did you want, his blessing? His no, I just wanted him to know that I thought he was irreplaceable and that I would, didn't want to step on toes. Oh. And so I was like, you're irreplaceable. I, I don't know what my role is. They said it was mentor, but now I'm seeing articles about how I'm replacing you. And I just, that makes me feel icky. And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm panicking. Why didn't you write me back? And then he didn't write me back. And then I was like, I'm on my period. Am I being emotional? But like, do you hate me? And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, can you call me? 
And then he didn't write back. And then I was like, okay, he hates me. And we were like best friends and now he hates me. And then I saw him at Wells and Sarah's wedding and I walked up to him and I was like, I miss you. And he's like, well, I've always been here. And I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> you haven't responded to me in like forever. That's gaslighting 101 to literally be acting a certain way. And then when someone like approaches you about it and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I've been here the whole time. Like, well, did you change your phone number? Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe you did. I mean, I think this is very clear that like clearly Chris Harrison was unhappy with Caitlyn taking that role. I mean, we said when he first released his podcast that he definitely came off as like a little bit bitter. And this to me just like further proves that, that like anyone who's going to be in a position that what he views now as taking his spot, he's like, all right, well then we're not friends. I don't support you. Which I don't really think is like a good sense of like character and way to be, but I don't know. I'm not surprised. But maybe it's how he felt like temporarily and it was like just too soon or something. Yeah, but if I was Caitlyn, I would take that job too. I don't think he can take it personally when someone's getting like the opportunity of a lifetime to be on a show. Totally. But in his perspective, like he wants to be viewed as irreplaceable. He wants the ratings to be as low as possible. Like he was in, in my opinion, still is in a very bitter place. So it just kind of like goes to show and shed light on how he really is. The great Abby Lee Miller once said, everyone's replaceable. So I think you kind of have to understand that. Yeah, I don't think he should have taken it out personally, though, like on Caitlyn, because I think he should understand as a man in the industry that like she couldn't turn down that opportunity. What, just to like pledge allegiance to Chris Harrison? Like for what? She goes on in the podcast episode and said that like when they, she was brought on, they were like, you're not replacing Chris. You're just a mentor. Mm -hmm. And so she actually didn't think that he would be annoyed at all because she, they literally told me I wasn't replacing you but then it ended up the men it, I think the mentor thing was just their way of not having to pay anywhere close to what they were paying Chris like no yeah. no because it didn't even say didn't it say like um it, it said special guest Caitlin uh -huh. and Tasha. it didn't say starring yeah 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 Caitlin and Tasha. I remember there was like semantics of that and I'm like convinced that Mike Fleiss is like well we're gonna save a lot of money if we just call these girls mentors totally. instead of hosts yeah. Moving on. Okay. There is a demois, or there was a demois, that said that there's a Bachelor Nation couple getting divorced. It's not Stephen and Deanna, because we already know that they announced their divorce. But since then, nothing has come out. The The blind item said that this couple is purposely waiting for the Stephen and Deanna news to die down because they want their chance in the spotlight, which, like, <laughs> I don't, first of all, I don't think that Stephen and Deanna's news was like groundbreaking i mean people were definitely shocked but i don't think it like took over the news world like i didn't see them on the cover of any magazine or anything and then two who wants their moment in the sun when the story's divorced like this all was like really weird and icky to me i mean might as well get your bag especially <laughs> if, the, if the divorce settlement was not um particularly kind to one side and they're like i need more money now why not jackie's all about a media moment yeah, why not? There's no such thing as bad press. Oh my gosh. But I would think if this is a once a loving married couple, it's a little difficult to go through a divorce. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it just seems odd that they would want to have... I, I If I were getting divorced I, and someone else announced a divorce, I'd be like, slide on in right behind them. Don't look at me. I'll announce it, but like you're going to forget about me. You yeah. know? But, well, but maybe they're looking at it as a, a positive opportunity. I don't know. Okay, anyway. I saw you perhaps, put the list perhaps. of... Couples that are still together. I want to theorize about who it could be. Well, that's what people were doing. And some people have spoken out. Lauren Leyendyke said that she and Ari are bound for life, fam. 
Serene said something about that her and, and Brandon are totally fine. Even though they're not mm -hmm. a married couple, they don't count. There are people that are throwing out potentials for this couple. Tia and her fiance or uh, Derek and his wife. And I'm like, well, Derek's wife, Derek Heth and his mm -hmm. wife. Like, Derek's wife is not from Bachelor Nation. Like, not for nothing. It'll be sad regardless who this couple is, but I don't necessarily care if Derek gets divorced from a girl I don't know. Yeah, well, like, so... Like, don't call it a Bachelor Nation couple unless it is. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, like, using all these context clues here. One, Bachelor Nation couple. I agree that that means that it's probably... It's two people from the show. And it's saying divorce. You can't get divorced if you're not married yet. So who do we have left? Jason yeah, Mesnick all those are and out. Molly? Sean and Catherine? Who else is married? JoJo and Jordan? Jared and Ashley? Jade and Tanner? There's a lot. Yeah. I don't think anyone we just named is who we're talking about. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. That's why it's so... Oh, Joe and Serena? Joe and Serena? Oh, yeah, they are they're married. married. I don't know. Who do you think it is? I don't know. And the more time that goes by and nothing's happened, it makes me feel like this was just all... Either maybe the couple decided to work things out after seeing people try to figure out who it is, or... I think it's Jade and Tanner. I'm throwing my five bucks in the ring. I think, not that I'm wishing that, but I just think it is. I'm not going to give any reasons as to back it up why I think that. I'm just going to say, I don't know. If I had to guess, if someone was like literally with a gun to my head saying, you need to pick which of these couples you think most likely would get divorced, you have to <laughs> say one or else I'm killing you right now, I would pick Jade and Tanner. Yeah, that happened to me once, actually. I oh, was, my God. Someone came up to me and, and threatened my life, and I <laughs> and had to choose. And who did you pick? Jade and Tanner, actually, too. Oh, okay. No, I mean, we're not actually, we, we don't know. This is obviously just speculation. But I don't think social media indicates the status of a relationship. So I, I don't want to go ahead and say that. But I went to Jade's Instagram, and there are a ton of present posts with Tanner. I just think they're good at capitalizing on a moment. If there was yeah. anyone who was like, you know what? I'm getting divorced. Let's get paid for it. I could see it being them. Oh, that's a good theory. I, that's a different twist on like why they would want to wait. Yeah, this would be that. W that would be big news. Mm -hmm. Can I say now? I I wasn't gonna actually bring this up, but there was an ad on Jade's Instagram page that rubbed me the wrong way so much, and I think I sent it to you. But I'm like, I can't. I didn't want to talk about it on the show because people will be like, Stephanie, you're fucking crazy. Like, shut mm -hmm. up. They advertise a gel blaster gun, and it's like kind of like a Nerf gun. But it's for adults, and in the gun is um, gel beads. And mm -hmm. you're supposed to have, like, I guess, like, paint, paint war type, what's it called? Paint guns? Yeah. Yeah. The paint gun type fights. They make a video, and Jade's like, I'm going to go outside and surprise Tanner. And then she goes outside, and he's like, what's this? A gel blaster gun? And then the video cuts back and forth to each of them chasing each other. And, like, if you just watch the video, it's like, oh, that's cute. They're playing a game. But if you think... Okay, wait, they're filming this themselves. So Jade is chasing him with a gun with also her iPhone camera chasing him and he's reacting for the camera. And then yeah. they end like tw two seconds later and they're like, that's fun. Like, that was fun. Like, let's go do the dishes now, honey. And it just... It's literally shot... Like, when you think about shot this... for shot with like, they're either yes. setting up a tripod or Tanner is literally filming Jade as she's pretending to shoot at him. And then, so <laughs> going to into this, but... Jade like throws him the gun and to start the game she's like loser does all the diapers tonight and I was like whoa 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 how do we indicate who's the loser and who's the winner are you counting how many gel blaster things that you squirted at him like this whole there's a lot of plot holes totally in this ad well and they haven't convinced me that they actually use it by any means no, I think they turned their phone off and threw the gun in their garage. <laughs> in the like, I don't get why they didn't incorporate 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't get why they, they didn't incorporate the kids. Like, it seems... It, the whole thing was confusing yeah. to me. Like, you have three kids. Yeah, but... Show us how you play with My first with thought, though, with those beads, though, I'm like, what a fucking choking hazard. These kids can't play with that. <laughs> right? I don't have a kid. I don't know what you're supposed to worry about, but they look dangerous, honestly. I think when she was showing the beads, it said, like, hypoallergenic, vitamin-free. It was just well, like- good, because <laughs> your kids are definitely going to try to eat them, so at least they're hypoallergenic. <laughs> Yeah, like, is it safe on dogs? You gotta be careful with this gel blaster gun. But also, why are we partnering with gel blaster guns? I'm just they're getting confused. their bag. No, and you know what? No, get gel blaster gun if you want to work with <laughs> I us. I was gonna say, someone we will... is writing a big check with a, for us to shoot a video about us pretending to fight each other with gel blaster guns. We're probably gonna do it. I think I'm just so, like, ruined by how I view social media, though. Like, how we talked mm-hmm. about Blake and Gianina's video of them making out in the hot tub like it wasn't just them making out they set up the camera then they edited the video then they did shots like so I don't know I think they're obviously one of the options or this demois is not vetted and it's fake sure I mean that's always an option but I I like to speculate I think it's fun we could speculate but obviously we hope everyone sticks it out maybe it was Jade and Tanner but the gel blaster guns saved them Save their marriage, brought That's them back together, yeah. had them reconnect with their playfulness. Beautiful. I I want to know who won and who lost and who had to do the diapers for the rest of the day, but I guess we'll never know. So moving on, Mike Fleiss, in beautiful Mike Fleiss fashion, tweeted the other day, major announcement regarding hashtag the bachelor franchise i am considering doing a podcast with a million with like a couple exclamation considering well wow the response was so negative that literally the next day he says after careful consideration i have decided not to do a podcast hashtag (gasps) the bachelor because i took a screenshot too of some of the comments and people were not happy about it. They were like, this is like in the office when Michael Scott told his employees he had a surprise at the end of the day for them, but he really had nothing. So he had to try to come up with something before the day was over. Um, So you can walk everyone through how you ran the franchise into the ground with the clown emoji. No, that was another one. Someone with a gift that says, please don't do that. And so then he did some careful consideration over the course of one day. He took out his Bunsen burner and his magnifying glass did a little investigation (laughs) on the content and was like, you know what? Maybe this is not the best idea. You know what? He should have called us and we could have come in and helped him with that decision a little bit quicker. But I'm glad he came to this conclusion in a reasonable time period. I want to know why does everyone fucking think they could start a podcast? It's not easy, guys. No, it's not easy. Go ahead. Try. I think maybe... You know where to start. Well, some people were writing in the comments that, like, the fact that Chris Harrison came out with a podcast, now he wants to come out with a podcast, which would make sense because, like, Chris Harrison is, like, directly now going again... Indirectly, because he's not really naming names, but he said things to the extent in his first episode of, like, these people should be mad of what I know, like, they should be scared, blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of Mm. that was directed towards ABC and Mike Fly. So for Mike Fly, it's like, well, I'm going to come back with a podcast, too, and tell my side. But it's like... He did some careful considering and decided it was not the best idea. The fact that these tweets happened within one day of each other is so funny to me. Also, major announcement. Guess what? It's not major. It's it's like giving me life-changing cruise vibes. Yeah. I'm considering possibly thinking about wanting to do a (laughs) podcast, but maybe not. 
Like, thank you. He's also like, is he like a walking parody of himself? Like, he has to know that, like, every time he tweets and every time he says anything, it's like a joke. Like, literally a joke. He knows that he is. I was thinking that he could have just never been thinking about doing a podcast and he just wanted us to talk about him and it worked. So, yeah. There's also well, that. Well, because he, he also does that. He says that, like, every Monday. So then people are like, what's, what's his announcement? And then nothing ever happens. He'll, he'll say, tune in to ABC tonight for a special announcement about The Bachelor. You tune in, nothing happens. And then he, like, goes off Twitter for two days and then comes back the next couple days. Yeah, like, I almost think now he's, like, trolling himself. Old. No, but I think he's, like, trolling himself at this point where he's like, guys, huge, life-changing news. And then everyone is like, dude, you always say that and it never is that. But it still at least gets people to engage with his content like i said there's no such thing as haters there's people who care and people don't care wow i did not say that right like i always say there's well nick vial said it but i copied him because i've adopted this mantra there's no such thing as haters there's only people who care and people who don't and he has a lot of people who care it's funny that you bring up that he said um well, he didn't say investigation, but it reminded mm-hmm. me of when the Nate Mitchell yeah, yeah, thing yeah. happened. And then he's like, we're going to have to do a thorough investigation. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, what was the investigation on? Like, if he met the girl's baby or not or something? The wording of careful consideration. It's like, what careful consideration happened over the course of yeah. one day? That didn't already happen when you were thinking of announcing that you were going to do a podcast. Very weird. Well, I'm glad he's come to this decision because I think it's the right choice. I don't mm-hmm. think we need his podcast in the podcast universe. No. We're good. All right, moving on. Our latest Patreon episode has officially dropped. I'm so excited. You guys are really going to like this one. It's all about fantasy suite confessions. Uh, basically, like what co- what contestants have said about their experiences behind closed doors. It's messy and juicy. And we actually are going to share a clip right here in the middle of this episode for you guys. We have kind of tried out releasing teaser clips on Tuesdays, but we're going to see what works and what doesn't work. So this is uh, Sean Lowe's confession. He's talking about his fantasy suite date with Emily Maynard. So let's dive into these confessions because they are juicy. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. You went into the fantasy suite with Emily Maynard. Yeah, so, you know, she that... She went into the fantasy suite. I thought she didn't go to any fantasy suites. Right, so I, I was so confident back then thinking, I'm the dude she's going to choose. I knew it because yeah. she told me, she said, listen, <laughs> I'm only going to do this with you, but we're going to look like we're going to wrap up the date, but then we're going to go to the fantasy suite and we can just hang out. Wait, so she said she was only going to... So the thing... So on Emily Maynard's season, her final three was Jeff, Ari, and Sean. And all three, they had their dinner. And then she said, like, I'm a mom to a young girl. I want to set a good example. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do not. We're not going oh, to go overnight. So she ends the dates there. I would love nothing more than to stay up with him all night and take every minute I can get with him. But I'm a mom. It just doesn't line up with, like, what I believe in and the example I want to set for my daughter. And... I don't need that extra couple of hours to be around him. Like, I already know how I feel about him. But apparently, Emily, then, that was just for cameras. So the producers are letting her do something right, that didn't actually her. play out. And so that's exactly what we yeah. did. And I, I think I walked her back to her place at, like, 4 in the morning. But we spent, like, four hours, no cameras, 
And so I'm thinking, if she's only doing it with me, yeah. then she must want to choose me. Right. So you Of course, it was that same week she sent me home, and I found out she did it with the other guys. <laughs> Do you think she hooked up with the other guys? Uh, uh, if I had to guess, I'd say probably. <laughs> Wasn't he a virgin? Wasn't that his whole thing? He was a born again. Okay. Born I mean, again in between when he was a contestant and then the lead? <laughs> no, no. Imagine. He's like, I'm no Because I, I mean, I, obviously, you guys know I'm a, a newer um, bachelor connoisseur, but I thought his whole thing was like, he's the golden boy, like. He is. No, I'm pretty sure he was a born again on her season two, okay. but I think there was less emphasis on it because like he was just a contestant versus like the being the lead. I don't know. I'm sure he said it at some point on Emily's season. So I think he's saying, I don't think he's saying like he had sex with Emily, but he's, she's saying to him like, look, we're going to act like we're ending this date. We're going to go back to the fantasy suite and hang out. And he's like, oh shit, if she's only doing this with me, it must be me. Mm -hmm. But she did it with all three of them. That was very juicy. And if that was not juicy enough for you guys, this is also a part where we talk about a very well-known contestant venting about how her bachelor's comments about their fantasy suite time was really pissed her off unappreciated yeah exactly yeah see if you could figure out who this is first of all i think it's extremely rude um i mean don't make me seem like this like pity case like you felt so bad for me anyway i'm not the only person you should be feeling bad for there was other women that were trying to fall in love with you and um really putting their hearts out on the line so if you feel bad for me in that regard then sure so to figure out who that is, and to get all of the other Fantasy Suite confessions, you can go over to patreon.com slash she's all batch. You'll also get access to every single bonus episode we've released thus far. It's a good time. Yeah, it's a really good time. And the link to the Patreon channel will be in the episode descriptions. If you find yourself lost, DM one of us. We are happy to point you in the right direction. But this one specifically, Fantasy Suite confessions, if we haven't just proved it already... This is a really juicy one, and this is stuff that isn't really mainstream media. Like, you're not, I don't, yeah, I no, didn't know a lot of I them. learned a lot of things while we did it. So, <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. Okay, so I was just in LA for some work things and seeing some friends or whatever, so I was staying at a hotel, and honestly, I feel like I normally am so obsessed with hotel beds, and I get so excited to get, like, a nice hotel bed sleep, but I honestly missed my bed here at home because I didn't have Etitude sheets. That's how much I'm obsessed with them. That's how you know that you have really good sheets at home if you're in a hotel and you miss your home bed. Literally. Like, the bed at the hotel was so much bigger. Like, I had my bathrobe. Like, I was so exhausted. You know that, like, a fresh hotel sleep? Like, you shower from the plane. You put on a bathrobe. You get in, and you're just, like comatose it wasn't as good as it could have been i'm telling you it was only like a 7.6 out of 10 wow you're gonna rate that sleep well i mean i'm not surprised because when we say it's the most comfortable fabric we really do mean it so attitude sustainable bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric so you can rest easy knowing that your bedding is free from harmful chemicals and it's better for you and the planet which is probably why it feels so good on your face and just like oh it is the softest sleep ever. And lucky for you right now, Etitude is offering She's All Batch listeners 25% off their first bedding order if you use code She's All Batch. Etitude wants you to feel your most rested and energized self, and you only get that way with good quality sleep. Slipping into these light buttery sheets is the shortcut to true beauty sleep. I mean, let's be honest. They're gentle on your hair, your skin, and they're hypoallergenic, so you never like wake up with irritated face from your sheets that are not really meshing well with your skin. But they also keep you cool and jacking 
Jackie, I know you run hot. Yes, I have told you guys a million times. I run so <laughs> hot when I sleep. Like the amount of times that I wake up in the middle of the night, like drenched in sweat, is too many times. I should probably get that checked out. But with oh my god, Natalie, I know I really am. Um, but with attitude sheets, I feel like that happens way less often. I have such a big heater in my apartment because if you guys know like New York City apartments you can't control the heat and I live on the top floor so I'm convinced that they make my apartment hotter than all the rest in the building and now I don't have to like literally run the AC while I'm sleeping with the heat on wasting so much energy with my attitude sheets because I'm not getting so hot yeah I mean there's a we can rattle off a million reasons but I think at this point you guys should just trust us because we would yeah. not be speaking this highly about a brand if we didn't truly feel it and love it. So don't forget, you can get $25 off your bedding order. For, this is for a limited time. This is not forever. So go to Etitude.com. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com slash She's All Batch. Etitude team is so sure you'll love your new sheets. You can try them 30 nights risk-free. Return them if you're not in love. No questions asked, but like you will be in love. So don't worry. Etitude.com slash She's All Batch. Happy sleeping. Jackie, I have a question. Are you, like, feeling like a bad bitch right now? Um, yeah. I would say I did wake up feeling like a, a bad bitch, which is so interesting because normally I don't, but today I did kind of feel it. I think we should put on some fake eyelashes, big gold hoop earrings, hair in a mm -hmm. sexy, messy bun that's, like, it doesn't look like you tried, but you tried really, really hard oh, to yeah, make you, it, like, messy. Oh, yeah, you took it out, like, 17 times and then tried to yeah. put it back in the perfect way. Yeah. Yes. We could be your mm -hmm. fantasy. So I think it's time we get into this week's recap now that we're fully dressed. Um, do you have anything else you want to wear to make you look like a bad bitch? I mean, you look pretty bad in a good way. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, no, I feel good about this. I don't know. Or bad. Yeah, I think, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I feel good slash bad. Great. Okay, so where to begin? Someone pointed out to me, so we talked about last week, we flat out said Zach doesn't have BDE, and then this week, Lato hosts the group date and everything's about bad bitch energy, mm -hmm. big dick energy. It's like, does ABC have an undercover thoughts that listens to our episodes? I think so. I mean, that's literally the only explanation. The only explanation. Then another part, I say, quote, he's tonguing down everyone. And then the amount of conversations about the girl saying, like, well, did you use tongue or did you not mm. use tongue? And, like, also are we in, th like, not third grade, but, like, I don't know, eighth grade? Who talks about whether or not you're using tongue in your kiss? But that's something else that came from She's All Bash Podcast. So undercover thoughts. Just letting you know. We're on to you, but enjoy. And while you're here, rate and subscribe. Yeah, I was about to say, thank you for the download. <laughs> and also, if you could write a nice review, that would be amazing. <laughs> we'll keep the tea coming for you. Yeah, what did you think of this um, group date? Because I feel like they used so much of Victoria Fuller and Courtney and Taj Wan coming through in the promos that people would get so excited. And then I feel like they did not utilize Do them that much. anything. Taj yeah. Wan, Victoria, and Courtney walked in like Destiny's Child walking out on stage. But Victoria mm -hmm. definitely embodied Beyonce. Like how it zooms in on her and she puts oh, her yeah. hands on her hips. She is like single lady, but obviously with Greg, but like acting like <laughs> Beyonce single ladies era, like I am the baddest bitch. Now put your hands up. Have you seen that clip of old Destiny's Child where it's like, say my name, say my name, but Beyonce's in the middle and she's only saying her own name and none of no one else gets to say their name. And she's like, Beyonce. 
Beyonce. And it's just like so awkward because it's like other people in that group have names and they would like them to be said. That was the energy I feel like Victoria Fuller was giving. Yeah, so they really didn't do much. They definitely were using... I don't know how much they were using Tajwan and Courtney as much as they were using Victoria because Vic, in Bachelor Nation, Victoria right now is the more relevant one totally. of the three. Obviously, Courtney always holds a special place in my heart. I know you've met Tajwan before and she was lovely, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, no, I've interviewed her before um, and she is lovely. I think in her case too, I'm sure, and we'll get into it because I have a lot to say about the whole Tajwan trying to join the house thing, but I'm sure it was a situation where she had like side mentioned, oh yeah, like Zach's kind of cute. Well, I was like staring at her when she was on the screen. I'm like, you have the most perfect skin. Like, I know, she these, is beautiful. She really is stunning. The whole theme of the group date, I feel like everyone kind of agrees with me here, but Zach does not need a bad bitch. I don't think when he was talking to producers ahead of his season, like requirements <laughs> must be a bad bitch. Like I think Zach needs... Zach needs a young lady who goes to bed at a reasonable hour. I'm sure she's the type of girl that like signs her emails like warm regards. And like her kook is mm. like drinking caffeine after 3 p.m. That's when she's being crazy. I don't think Zach needs a bad bitch that can like do the Jersey Turnpike on him at the club. You know what I mean? I just feel like this was so mismatched. And this was definitely producers pushing it because they probably wanted the three girls. Oh, totally. But it, like, once again, I'm like, literally, why did you want them there? Besides Tajwan, who then they push into another story here. Like, Courtney Robertson, I don't even think spoke. She did a little. She's such a doll. But I, 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 know, I know why. Okay, this is how I see it happened. ABC casting department's like, okay, guys, we have this amazing singer. She has this huge song that's like top of the charts. What's we? She wants to come on the show. Let's base a group date around it. Okay, who can we bring that kind of like has bad bitch energy and also is willing to come back on the show? Okay, we'll grab yeah. these three. Like, I don't think this was, they didn't center the date around Zach, but I think that's the problem. Problem, but also like what, that's what they always do, I feel like. I really don't like these early on group dates. Mm. I've said it a million times. I feel like because I just think they're used for antics that like don't, matter like later on no, I think the yeah. group dates become more important because then it's a smaller group of people and you really are like trying to utilize the time you can get with Zach to kind of get some more connection but these are just like these huge group dates they're just like for for promos honestly I literally think why that's why they have these bigger dates because I don't find them like compelling to the rest of what the season's going to entail you know what I mean totally well and to answer your question why did they have those girls come back to put them in the promo because it, they aired that uh promo right after Victoria's time on paradise and everyone was like yeah. what she's going to Zach season well, how crazy is she so I think they did it to kind of like stir yeah. up some drums and it did I don't know I, I agree with you on the group dates that they're usually silly but like even on Chris Souls' season, they had a farm-themed date, and the girls had to, like, milk a cow, and they had to, like, mm -hmm. shuck corn. It's at least tailoring towards the person. Yeah. Caitlin Bristow had a comedy, or had a, they, she had a comedy date, and then she also had a rap battle date. Were those two different dates, or maybe they're, I'm, com Maybe they were combined in some way. Don't quote me. I'm not an encyclopedia. But those things. She likes rap, and she likes comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, bad bitch. This doesn't align with Zach. Outside of the fact that the singer sang that song. Also, did you notice um, Victoria's tongue <laughs> made a few cameos? Yes, I did. Got a few, in a few cuts. What yeah. is with that? But she, besides that, she didn't speak. I feel like Courtney spoke more than her. Totally. I think they were so underutilized. I, I would have mm. liked to see more from all three of them, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, when you have a denim dress that looks like that, you don't need to speak. I was just like, okay. <laughs> 
I'm just, I'll I know, just go she cry does into my pillow. She really does. Well, so we move over and Tajwan crashes the nighttime group date portion and women are wondering why why she's here. Why do you think she's here, guys? Have you never seen the show? Like, come on. <laughs> I know, seriously. I'm kind of confused though because I think like we can all agree, but I don't think Tajwan and Zach had ever like spoken. Because remember last, not last season, a few seasons ago during Matt's season, there was the whole thing with Heather Martin coming on and then someone yeah. told us that Heather actually did pay for her own, her own flight and rent her own car to get there because they actually had met before was it Blake? I don't remember. I think it was Bla- no, it was Blake Moines because Horse we were asking Smith? him Moines oh. because he was talking about how he went back on the show. Oh yes, That's yes, why yes, that yes, came yes. Up. Yeah, so like this is to me was interpreted like a totally different situation. I really don't think, and they didn't even say that Taj Wan or Zach had really ever spoken before. I don't think they've ever spoken before. I think it was one of those things where she maybe mentioned like, oh yeah, I could be interested in him. And they saw an opportunity to bring her on. But so I think we can all agree that this was like a producer set up situation. But then my question is, why couldn't she stay? Because I, as, as soon as I saw her kind of like giving sass to the other girls, I was like, ooh, yes, like this could be kind of fun. If like if she's in here totally to kind of stir the pot and push people's buttons, I could be down for that. And then she immediately left. I would think if the producers were bringing her in to create a storyline like this, they would insist that she has to stay. Why is she not still there? I, I mean, I fully thing. agree. I think it would be, I was a lot more interested when she was throwing sass to the girls. Like saying like, your bad bitch show could have been a little bit better. And I mean, but she's faking it. Like she's pushing it. Well, I even think that conversation wasn't necessarily real. Like I think she, I think she said those, no, I think she said those words, but I think the way they cut it to be like, she's totally on one side, totally isolated. And then you, it cuts to all the girls, but you never really see them interact like that scene where she's sitting on the couch so I think she was probably saying that to a producer more and thinking it was in confidence and then they cut it to make it look like she was saying it directly to them because some of the stuff was like um I don't know antagonistic for sure so I don't know if she was just trying to play that role or they cut it together to make it seem like she was saying that to the girls you know also, when they show up on the freaking group date, they're like, we're not here to take your man. And Tajwan's like, speak for yourself. I'm actually going <laughs> to give it a shot. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really get why Zach sent her home. He clearly didn't feel a connection with her. But I agree. She would have brought so much entertainment. I, I would have thought they would have insisted. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's because they have more up their sleeve. I, I hope that mm-hmm. if you're going to send someone as good as Tajwan home, I hope you have someone better. In the wings, just waiting. Randomly, I don't know if they do though. I these producers really have been letting us down the past few seasons. There has been drama that has been like slowly unfolding, but there it looks like there may be more drama coming because there was some stuff kind of already brewing with Brianna and Christina. Mm -hmm. Like, what thoughts on that? Well, I have very strong opinions about this whole Brianna thing because remember I said last episode that they were kind of giving Brianna what I thought was like America's sweetheart edit like putting her in this like beautiful like rose red dress with the rose and she has America's first impression rose and and they were just positioning her in a way to kind of like put her on a pedestal and the same thing I kind of thought it was the same thing during the group date because she was the one who like had the money gun she talks about starting her own business there was a lot of like positive Mm. things focused on Brianna in the beginning of the episode and then by the end I was like oh my god this girl this girl's fall for grace they're literally letting her spiral and getting her into a position where she's not gonna maybe necessarily get America's sweetheart edit and I feel kind of bad that it's taken such a turn so quickly 
I've said it once and I'll say it again. The only way to go is down on this show. Totally. Even, you, again, though, you you wouldn't expect it to be so soon. She literally was mm -hmm. just the top of the pyramid last week. And on top of the pyramid is Maddie. And now I she's know. fallen from first to worst in one week. I'm surprised that they would let her fall from grace this quickly. But she yeah. seems like she may be doing it to herself. Like, when she's sitting with Zach and she wants to tell him how she feels about Christina, she's like, well, do you want me to tell you who? And he's like, I mean, you know, I, I'm not going <laughs> to ask. He's like, no. She's like, she's like, are you sure? I can narrow it down by hair color if that helps. He's like, no, it's good. She's like, okay, her name is Christina. She, like, really wanted to tell Zach. And I respect him for kind of pushing back and saying no. In terms of what the hell went on between Christina and Brianna, when they actually played the flashback clip, I was like, are you fucking serious? It literally is like when Regina George is like, shut up. And Katie's like, I didn't say anything. She just said something sarcastic and you got really offended by it. She literally was like, stop, I hate you. And yeah, she's no, like, it definitely was she not hates negative. Me? Does everyone yeah. hate me? Like, Well, I don't know why it's still be... I feel bad because it's like, I think with this situation with Brianna, like this passing comment by Christina, maybe she said something else that they're not showing to make it look more dramatic, but the passing comment was so light and Christina totally owned it and apologized. It's like, you would think all of these things considered they'd be able to move on, but this poor girl, I feel like they are just like getting in her head and like they're, they are locking her in a room probably and being like, yeah, but that was like so weird that she said that. Like, oh my God, she probably does hate you. Like oh, all this yeah. stuff and just spiraling her, spiraling her, spiraling her, winding her up and then like get, and then pushing her out of the room once they've like gotten in her head so much to make this scene happen. So I do feel bad because I think she's clearly being manipulated. I think she's being manipulated too, but then it's like, why? Because everyone thought she was being set up for Bachelorette, which maybe yeah. by week eight, this week will be totally forgotten about, so maybe it won't even matter. I mean, Hannah Brown didn't have the best run on her show, and then she ended up yeah. being the most beloved. So who things could definitely turn back for Brianna. But going back to Christina, I mm -hmm. literally can't stand any harder. I fucking love her. I think in that apology, that is like... She was so sincere and so didn't even ask what she said at first. She's like, I am so completely sorry. I, my intentions never hurt anyone. She's like, do you, do you remember what it was that I said that hurt you? And I'm like, you're so sweet mm. and innocent and you give a really thorough, believable apology. I wonder if Brianna's conversation with Zach was before it because oh. she could have been upset they're like, go tell Zach, go talk to Zach about it. She goes and tells Zach, then they air it that it's after. So it makes America look like, Brianna, fucking get over it. She already apologized. She didn't mean it. Totally. So I, I'm not opposed to that theory that maybe they're setting her That's up That's a good that theory. Way. Because yeah. uh, Twitter was like, oh my God, I hate Brianna now. Everyone's turned against her because of this. And it's like, mm. first of all, this <laughs> isn't down. that big of a deal, guys. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And, but I, I think they could be doing things to make it worse than it actually is. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And like, we didn't talk about Christina Night One. I got a DM from someone. Mm -hmm. I was like, how did you not talk about Christina Mandrell? I said, there's only so much time in every single recap, but I will talk about her now from Night One because one, she was wearing hot pink, gorgeous. Two, she brought a party bus and had no problem with all the other girls going on the party bus. She was wearing like a similar, wasn't she wearing a similar dress to someone else and she like complimented them. She seems like the girl that will seems hold nice, your hair yeah. back when you're puking in the bathroom at college and she's going to like mm -hmm. put your hair up in a scrunchie and make it look great. And I think, I really hope they don't do anything to destroy her in that way. 
Well, as you said, the only way to go is down. So I don't know about that. Poor Christina. We'll see. Well, in the previews, it looks like she's becoming... I, I think she may be the girl that's crying on Zach's lap saying... Um, what does she say? She says something over and over like, oh my God, please don't do um, this. Please don't do this. Something like that. The fact that like Zach handled it really well on the one-on-one date about her talking about her daughter and everything. But I think that's going to be something kind of similar to what Gabby Wendy did to Nate that Christina's totally. going to make it far, but she's yes. not going to be top four because it's going to be a situation where they're like, I don't want to go meet your daughter if I don't see this like going all the way, blah, blah, blah. She's going to be top six. She's going to go home right before hometowns. I think so too. A hundred percent. And that's such a good comparison with Gabby to Nate. Because I think, mm-hmm. one, props to Zach for like being honest. You know that the easy answer is just yeah. to be like, oh my God, that's beautiful. I, I'm so excited. You know, and just, but he was honest and said, look, I'm 20 something. I'm not really looking to, I wasn't expecting yeah. to be a dad so soon. But he didn't. But I don't quite get, and I didn't get it when when Gabby did it either. Like, I'm, I don't want to be a parent. I'm pretty sure I don't want to be a parent. But I'm going to have you stick mm. around anyway. Because I like you now. You have for to know. Plot, she, for the plot. I feel like producers just, they're going to push them through, you know? Yeah. Okay, then we move over to the second group date. And I guess the one of the things that stood out to me was Gabby. She, mm-hmm. the only thing she had said to him prior was like shoving maple syrup in his mouth. So she was really nervous to talk about, to talk to him. But then she like word vomits random facts about herself. And like Zach doesn't really get anything in. And she walks away sobs to producers thinking she ruined everything but turns out like he really likes her so I don't know if it's like maybe just like physical right now because their conversations haven't exactly been the best yeah I feel like with this whole Gabby situation and then just in general I feel like they're doing a good job of at the very least making me believe that a lot of these girls actually really like Zach Because don't you feel like they're getting really worked up really early on? And I'm like, I would have thought, I feel like in Clayton season, you could really see that the majority of them were like, I'm here for Instagram and my followers. Like, thank you, Clayton, so much. But these girls are getting really upset really early on. And obviously, like, I don't know if that's editing or what, but I'm kind of convinced that they're all like super into him. Well, some. Mm -hmm. I'm like, maybe all super into him is a bit aggressive. But right it's more dramatic yeah. than normal so early on. A lot of feelings. Yeah, and there's a lot of talk about who's kissed. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that before, that they're asking literally about, like, did you tongue or did you not tongue? Yeah. Which I, literally is questions I asked in eighth grade when you're, like, first kissing boys. Like, well, did you French him? You know? Like, you used the word French. I'm surprised they're not using that word. Yeah, so, like, Gabby, like, cried to a producer, though, and then she, but she gets time with him again later in the night, and she brings him peanut butter cups and he acts really surprised that she got him peanut butter cups she gets them in like a jar so she didn't go to like cvs and get reasons mm-hmm. or anything courtney robertson said in her book that her favorite snack was popcorn and ben surprised her it didn't make air but ben surprised her with popcorn she's like oh my god i thought it was the sweetest thing at the time then afterwards i realized like he doesn't go to the store he doesn't have access to anything right. obviously a producer's like hey courtney's favorite food is popcorn like here give her this bag of popcorn mm-hmm. so totally they could be giving, they could be helping Gabby out a little bit by being like, here's this random mason jar filled with unwrapped yeah, Reese's. Are. Again, no um, no safety precautions. No branding. No free ads. Well, no free ads, but also like who unwrapped all those Reese's? Also, Reese's with the peanut butter. Some people have peanut allergies. 
very risky well, in this house. Risky, but I but we I think the theory is that the producer knew that he likes peanut butter cups, or it's like his one fun fact besides the fact that he was in a band, which they mentioned again in this episode. Like we get it, we know he was in a band. Mm-hmm. Rock on, and his band is Verzaki, like for Versace. Do we? Know, That's what it was really called, that? Verzaki. That's what, but I'm saying you didn't just make that up right now. That's what it's really called. No, no, they said it. They said it on. Oh, I, I was not paying attention to that. Wait, speaking of Zachy, real quick, Gabby's like she kind of reminded me of myself in this moment. She's like, I give people nicknames. Can I call you like Zachosaurus Rex or something? And he's like, <laughs> he's like, literally no. No, my name's Zach. please do not call me anything weird, you fucking weirdo. But she she mentioned Zachy, and he's like, maybe it's kind of triggering because he doesn't want to go back mm-hmm. to his band days. We keep yeah. we seem to keep reliving them, but. Okay, well, these hoops are getting so heavy, like my earlobes are pulling down, so I'm going to need to take them off. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to go back to being a regular bitch and not a bad bitch. (laughs) Aw, you're still a bad bitch, regardless of what you have on your body. The energy comes from within. Thanks, Jackie. Insert full house music here. I know, seriously. You're special in every single way. Okay, so we talked last week about how the future Mrs. Vial, possibly making it down the aisle, opened up about her pits not smelling so fresh the night of her engagement to Nick, and I'd be lying if I wasn't thinking about sending her some products from Lumi. Lumi, we called it Loom a few weeks ago, and apologies for that, it's actually pronounced Lumi, is a whole body deodorant for your armpits, privates, and beyond, and it's clinically proven to block odor all day long and controls it for 72 hours. And to be honest, it sounds like Natalie could just put their products to use. Like, if she's going to be that open about how she has mm-hmm. BO, like, girl, try out Lumi. Why not, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and guys, Lumi's so great because it was created by an OBGYN who was seeing, like, so many women come in and then they were being over-treated with antibiotics that they didn't need for external day-to-day odor. So what she discovered was that the vagina is not to blame for this odor below the belt and external odor needs to have an external solution, which makes perfect sense. You would think people would figure that out by now, and she did. So she created Lumi, and so if you're interested in seeing what Lumi is all about, but you're not sure which products to buy, Lumi's starter pack will let you build a custom bundle of their best-selling products and customize the scent. So it's really awesome. It comes with a full-size stick deodorant, a cream deodorant tube, and two free products of your choice, like acidified body wash or the wipes. You can use Lumi products on your armpits, under boobs, thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, feet. Literally douse yourself in it. And I love the toasted coconut scented deodorant. That's the one I've been using and I'm obsessed with the scent. It smells so good. I wish I could literally like shower in it you can i mean pretty much but so what you're saying is that if natalie had just used lumi from the start she could have avoided the whole go wash your pits in the sink fiasco the night of her proposal mm-hmm. like hindsight truly is 2020 now totally. we know. yes now we know i hope she knows now i hope she's listening right now probably nick sends her to do some undercover research natalie hey natalie <laughs> exactly go. Um, So with over 150,000 five-star reviews, we're honestly so confident you guys are going to love Lumi and you can get over 40% off your starter pack bundle with the code SHESALLBATCH at LumiDeodorant.com. That's SHESALLBATCH at LumiDeodorant.com to save big, smell better naked with Lumi. 
Okay, so whether you're buying a new car or moving into a different apartment, like I am in a few weeks, or buying a house, you need to have a healthy credit score in order to get those things. So Kickoff can help you take control of your credit so your score doesn't get in the way of your goals. Kickoff is the easiest way to build credit fast. Whether you have no credit at all or you want to boost your score, Kickoff is the number one credit building app that has helped over a million people take control of their credit. I think this is so cool because I actually never had a credit card growing up. I always had a debit card. So I had no clue how important it was to actually build good credit score until I was older. And when I was looking to make some bigger purchases, like AKA when it's kind of a little too late because you need the good credit score mm-hmm. to get those things. But then Kickoff entered my life, which offers plans starting at just $5 a month. And every on-time payment you make with Kickoff is reported to the major credit bureaus. When they see healthy habits, you see a healthier credit score. You can even set it to auto pay so you could build credit without even thinking about it. Kickoff has also been praised by big time names like Forbes, and NerdWallet as a smart way to build credit fast. With a 4.9 out of 5 rating in the App Store and over 44,000 rave reviews, you could trust Kickoff to help you get ahead. It's time to take control of your credit, guys. We're growing up. We don't want it to control you. So you got to check out Kickoff. Totally. Yeah, no, I had a credit card um, when I was in college and stuff because my parents were teaching me how important it is to build credit, but I know not everyone is as lucky or as fortunate to have some sort of financial guidance growing up. So like this is the way to kind of fix that if you miss the boat early on getting a credit card. So what are you waiting for? Apply now in minutes at kickoff.com to start building better credit. Yes, that is K-I-K-O-F-F.com to build your credit score without the lift. Start today at kickoff.com. All right, guys, we have Kira Norman here. You know her from Peter Weber's season of The Bachelor, Kira, not Kira. Thank you so much for coming on. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited to chat with you because you're from one of like the most iconic seasons. (laughs) Like the season right before the world shut down. Did you feel like you just got so lucky? Oh my gosh, it's insane. Every time I think about it, I'm like, we were like kind of the last big season to even be in the Bachelor Nation, like in Bachelor Mansion before everything just kind of shut off, which is insane to think about. I mean, I was still in college when I was on the show. So there was a lot going on in the world at that time. Wait, how old were you? I was 23, 22, 23, 22. Wait, you were in like undergrad college? Yes, I was. It was my... Super senior, my fifth year of college after I changed my major three times, figuring out what I wanted to do. Gotta do what you gotta do. That's crazy. Wait, what was your um, job title? Yeah, so at the time I was in college, I was nannying. So it literally just said nanny on the show. Okay, got it. Okay, so how did you get on the show? And did you want The Bachelor to be Peter? Because that was the season that it was like probably gonna be Mike Johnson. There was thrown around Tyler Cameron. Like, what was your situation? Oh my gosh. Well, obviously I think my number one was Tyler Cameron. And then my mm-hmm. second was Mike. And then it was Peter. Then Peter. Okay. And then it was Peter. But when the news came out, I didn't find out before I left. I found out when I was already there basically. So I was like, I mean, I can still try and see if there's a connection because you just never know, or I can go home and then all these interviews and all this have been for nothing. So I'm like, what do I have to lose? Let's just go for it still. Right. And we just did a Patreon episode about the audition process. And I agree with you. If you did all of that and walked away, that's a lot of time wasted. So, so I'm, glad, and I had, I'm glad you did it. 
I had already taken off my semester of college to do the show, but I didn't find out I was officially on the show until after I just randomly decided to just drop my classes because I was like, if they call me and they ask me to be on the show, I'm not going to pay a whole semester of tuition when I could just get three jobs and just call it if I don't get on the show. Mm Two weeks after I dropped my classes, I got the call that I was on and it all just happened so fast. Were you nervous that um, if you dropped your classes and then didn't get on? I was extremely nervous. I always feel like I've never been the best at trusting my gut. But in that moment, it just felt so right. Like I, it was just telling me just drop them like, like I said, worst comes to worst, you can work for three different companies or do something right. to make up the time. But after I dropped those classes, I almost felt like a sigh of relief. So I knew that was a good sign, at least. Yeah. Well, um, after Peter's season, they announced Claire out of nowhere. And that's when the, the franchise took the shift because we got into the COVID seasons and everything. But I have to imagine there were people from your season that kind of were like, well, wait, like we're all sitting here like wanting to be the bachelor, the bachelorette. What was like the talk amongst the girls? Because before Claire was announced, it was probably going to be one of you girls. Oh, absolutely. I was thinking it was going to be one of our girls. So then when Claire was picked, it was almost like a slap in the face, I feel like, to our group of girls because... I'm a little biased, obviously, but I'm like, I feel like our season had some of the best girls, some of the most just personality wise, beauty wise, just some really great girls that could have been the bachelorette. And I feel like because COVID happened, we kind of got skipped over. Um, And then they went straight to Claire. So it was just kind of like, I mean, okay, I guess I almost feel like our season gets forgotten about a little bit. But Mm. I mean, it definitely doesn't get forgotten about. I think it was a very iconic season. I think Peter, you know, was a good lead in the sense that he brought a lot of drama. That's how I base a lead. Like, I I don't really care. I I want them to be entertaining. But so who among the girls, like, was there any talk of like, did any certain person like hope it was them and felt slighted? It was kind of like general. We were all just hoping it was going to be one of us. Like I really thought it was going to be either Hannah Ann or Kelsey. I just like felt like a lot of girls thought they would be really good leads because of their parts on our season two, because Mm -hmm. Champagne Gate, all that stuff and how it ended. But there was never like a finalized thought of who we think it's going to be or this person's been interviewing with so-and-so. So Yeah. You know what's weird, though, too? Like, Hannah Ann had the same formula that Becca Kufrin did. Like, she got engaged on the show. She got left for the runner-up. I mean, it's literally the exact same thing. So I'm sure Hannah Ann was like, okay, this is mine. Like, normally it would have been. But I think, honestly, I think it was um, people were complaining about age. Really? Well, I thought, and then they went to Claire and she was the oldest bachelorette we've ever had. Like they, I feel like that was ABC trying to like appease the audience. Like, okay, fine. We'll go a little older because the girls are really young. I don't know. That is very true because when I think about it, I remember like I was getting messages like, do you really think like you're ready to get married? Like you're still in college, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I didn't know age played such a huge factor. And if someone decides to get married, I mean, back in the day, people were getting married at like 16 years old. So I don't understand. It's all about maturity. But totally bachelor nation at the time, they wanted someone older. So that does make sense of why they decided to go with Claire and kind of skip over us because I mean I guess a lot of us were technically younger than what they're used to 
Yeah. And don't feel too slighted because in the um, lineup. So I think it's after Ben Flanick season. If you remember him, mm-hmm. he, um, they didn't choose anyone from that season. They went straight to Emily Maynard. So like, it's not an insult to to you girls. I think they just like, sometimes they just like change it up and pull someone out of nowhere. And like Ben Flanick had like great girls too. It's, it's not always a reflection of who's on the cast. Cause you guys That's obviously true. are a really great cast of girls. Did So you, you went home week four. What, what week did you go home? Yes. I think it was week four. Yeah. Okay. So were you on the date where that Hannah Brown crashed? No, I was not. I just remember the girls coming back to the mansion and being so pissed and saying, Hannah Brown showed up and she might be coming back on our season. And then I remember Peter kind of being in his feelings and we were supposed to have a pool party that week and it was going to get, or maybe it was a cocktail party, something we were supposed to have. And it got canceled because Peter was just like, oh, Hannah was all in his head. So they canceled it. And we were like, okay, well, that sucks because now we're going to have to go into elimination and not get that time to talk to him. We don't know what's going to happen. Luckily, I got picked and I was able to stay another week, but I felt really bad for the girls that didn't kind of get that time to talk to him because Hannah Brown did decide to show up and kind of get in his head a little bit. Yeah. How was that though? Like you're in a house where you gave up your job, you left school, family, everyone. And then you have the guy that you're supposed to be vying for and he's canceling things because he's thinking about his ex. Like, I mean, I like, are you fucking kidding? That's exactly how all of us felt. <laughs> we were like, are you serious? Like, do you want to be here? Do you want us to be here? Because the fact that you're still considering her interest in you kind of says a lot to all these beautiful girls that you have sitting here who want to give you a chance, who want to be with you. And you're just kind of, again, slapping us in the face essentially by considering it. Right. And I'm sure what you guys all spoke about it didn't compare to how it actually played on TV, because that is by easily number one, most dramatic moment ever on (laughs) in the franchise. I, I think it's beautiful. So good. But like, I'm sure when you heard, oh, Hannah and Peter talked, they had some alone time. Like, I'm sure you weren't thinking that they would be like crying to one one another, like talking about getting back together. Did you, how did you feel? And how did like, did the girls like have like a group text? Like what the hell is going on? No, because we don't have our phones when we're there. So no, after, I'm sorry, when it played on TV. Oh, when it played on TV. I mean, I think we were all still mad because we were thinking about when it initially happened, but Mm -hmm. it was almost still just like sitting there being like, I was at least sitting there and I was like, I can't believe that happened. Like she really came back and this is what all went down in that room that not even the girls were able to see. I wasn't seeing at the house with the other girls. So it was like, wow, okay, so this is what really happened. This is why he felt the way he felt. But to even go into that and give her that much time that could have been spent with us is just. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure when that aired, Hannah Ann, he was still engaged to her. Mm -hmm. Like, could you imagine being an engaged woman and having to watch that on TV? Like, I can't. I would be like, so we're going to have to reevaluate. Just let me know now. I'm like, what's going on? Do you still feel this way? Because this wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And then the whole, um, didn't Hannah Ann say that he ha- had to like clear up some things after the show and wanted closure with Hannah Brown? I just, what a mess. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of felt like they, I don't know, at the time secretly still wanted to be with each other. But he was like, you know, I'm the lead on the show. I can't just 
cut it cold turkey. So I think what Hannah Ann was like, there's some things that need to be cleared up. I think that's what it was. And also there was like speculation that he was still wanting to be with Hannah Brown or they had met up or kissed or something. And that is why Hannah was also like, you have some things you need to clear up over there before you even think about wanting to marry me essentially. Yeah. He just, he was in love with everyone that season. And, <laughs> and but he at the fact that he ended up with, with someone from your season is wild. I know I, we like now, like being the girls and knowing how everything has played out and him and Kelly are finally together. It's just, almost mind boggling in a sense after everything that has happened. But at the same time, I guess they were meant to be together. So I guess it's working out. Yeah. Well, do you think they're going to go the distance? I would hope so after trying this. Many times. That's, that's our take too. We've talked about it on the podcast and we're like, it has to be it, right? It like has it has to, to be I it. Mean, you can't keep wasting your time with the same people. If you don't see it working out in the long yeah. run. Yeah. Well, you're one of your memorable moments from the show is uh do you know what I'm gonna say you're I'm like lingering. Two things. I'm like <laughs> okay well lingering let's talk about lingering number one did you say it and then producers just didn't correct you because they wanted to set you up to be like a funny cute moment oh my gosh no before they were we were sitting in the room and they were like say it in like a fun like cute way and so I said lingery and then everyone was like oh my gosh she doesn't she's in college and she doesn't even know how to say lingerie blah 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 blah. I did not think it was gonna play out like that like people thought I was so illiterate because of that one moment and I was like I know how to say it okay like they told you to say it funny yes they told me to say it in a fun way in the room they're like why I don't know I have no clue but I was like okay like sure Wait, that's not what I, th- I thought you were going to say, like, I said it wrong and they laughed and they thought it was cute. So they kept it in. Wow. Yeah. So what, when it like, played out on TV, were you pissed? I, well, I thought because I knew I said it in a fun way like that, I didn't even mm-hmm. think about it until like Twitter started going off and people started asking me, oh my gosh, do you really not know how to say it? And I was like, okay, well, people just think I'm in dodo brain because I said it that way but they don't know the backstory that a producer actually told me to say it in a funny like silly way maybe they meant like an accent like lingerie yeah I'm like okay maybe that's what they meant but my brain brain was a little all over the place in that house yeah you're a little preoccupied with everything you were going through at the moment um and but but like you weren't the only one because that was also uh the same season as finasco yes Oh what was God. her situation? Was it similar? Were they like, say fiasco in a weird way? I don't even know what Hannah, Brown, Hannah Ann sees, um part was. I just remember Jimmy Kimmel doing a segment on it. And he was like, most incorrect pronunciation. Um, this Mrs. Award goes to. And then he played my clip. Then he played Hannah Ann's clip. And then it was like a picture of me with like a sash going across me for winning mispronunciation. I was like, all right you know that's cool but also you know that's what we're going with that's what we're going with hey you know not everyone gets talked about by jimmy kimmel so <laughs> i think that that's a win in your book so that's I was really like, I'll funny take that. so but what was the other moment you thought i was gonna bring up i thought it was gonna be when i popped out the suitcase because i feel like i also missed out on being in the limo with all the girls at the beginning because i didn't get to do that because mine was like a special entrance I rode separately. So that's when I was kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm a little nervous. Like, 
usually all the girls ride together in the limo, but it was just me. And then like we got in the suitcase, they rolled me out. Luckily everything played out. We practiced it like, I think one time earlier in the day and it went smoothly when I had my heels and my dress on, thank goodness. But yeah, it it wasn't your idea. I hope. Right. It was my idea to an extent. Ah, okay. They were like, so they were like, we want to do something fun. And I was like, I want to do something that involves like luggage or baggage because he's a pilot. And they were like, okay, well, what, what, this is a crazy idea, but if we could fit you in a suitcase, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, I'd do it. Why would I not do it? So then we practiced that one time. So many reasons why you shouldn't do it, but okay. I'm like, you know what? I was just going for it. I had, yeah, I was already there. I had nothing to lose. We were having a good time. So I had to stand out. When he like opened you, (laughs) was he like, did you feel like a connection with him off the bat? Or was it just like, I'm just going to hang around here? I was just like, oh my gosh, this is real. Like this is, I'm here. This is happening. I'm looking Mm -hmm. directly at this guy that, I thought was cute, but I didn't expect to be the bachelor. Like what is happening? It was just also surreal because I was zipped up and it was dark. And then it was like, as soon as the luggage opened up and I stepped out, it was just like all the cameras, all the lights there was Peter, there was the mansion that I had seen. And it was just like so many emotions all at once. And people have pointed out that um, on night one, on TV, they have the music, different, t- you know, like different kinds of music, but in real life, it's like every footstep you hear and it's like you can hear a pin drop. So I'm assuming it's more awkward than it is romantic when you first meet the lead. Absolutely. It's like you step out and then it's just like you guys are either just like talking just the two of you or you're holding hands and you're like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Yeah. Do I walk in the house now? Do I not? Like, what do you do type of situation? Yeah. Um, so after, so you got sent home where I'm assuming you weren't that bummed. I mean, I was bummed because I feel like I was starting to kind of get to know him. And also okay. I feel like even more so, not even for him, more so for the girls. I feel like we had all become so close at that point from being mm-hmm. together every single day for four weeks that it was almost sad to leave the girls. But at the same time, I was excited to go home because I was starting to really miss like my family at home and my friends and it's yeah you're close with the girls but at the same time you think about it it is still a competition so you can only get so close with the girls Mm -hmm. so when it was time to go everyone was like you didn't really look super upset I was like honestly I wasn't upset about leaving him I was more so upset about not being able to go with the girls and hang out anymore honestly yeah would you still keep in touch with anyone today oh my gosh yes I just saw all the girls Halloween weekend for Maddie's wedding. So that was nice. I feel like we always get these little reunions whenever someone gets married or we'll plan like girls trips. But I would Mm. say of my season, I'm closest to Maddie, um, Deandra and Sydney, of course. Sydney and I probably talk once a week FaceTime. Nice. Well, Maddie is just so she just got married, as you said, she's been in the headlines quite a bit. Um, How is she doing with what's his first uh, grant? Grant, yes. <laughs> How is she doing with him? They're they've um every time they do like a podcast or an interview, they go viral for the things that they say. How are they it's, doing? It's one thing or another, but she is so happy. Like it makes me so happy as one of her closest friends just to see her happy because 
and even though we've only been friends for what three and a half years now I feel like we've gone through so much together even just from that one experience through dating like even seeing her dating other guys to finally settling down and marrying Grant and I felt like I didn't really know Grant all that well but I had seen everything about him and then their wedding weekend I got to know him really well just through hearing all these stories about him and how he's changed people's lives and I was like okay this makes so much sense as to why she chose him to marry because they are so similar and like their morals and just how they are as people. So it made me really happy just to know that she is genuinely happy and just starting this new chapter that I feel like she has been ready for for a really long time. Yeah. What, was she really screaming on the dance floor? I get to have sex for the first time tonight. <laughs> Wait, wait, no. I, oh, I'm pretty sure I either like saw a clip or I saw that someone said that there was a clip that she was like very excited that she got on to, her wedding um, night. Yeah, she probably did. She, I feel yeah. like I maybe remember saying that. Where was I? I? I mean, it's so good to see. I see how far she's come too since you know on Peter's season. She obviously yes. didn't have the best experience, and compared to Grant versus Peter, like Grant seems like a much better fit for her too. Absolutely. He is just a great man for her. I feel like he sticks up for her. He watches out for her. He protects her. And I feel like Peter was almost, I don't even know how to describe it. He just wasn't, I guess, man enough in a sense for her the way she needed him to be as yeah. a husband. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, after Peter's season, so you go home, you're sad to leave your friends. Why did they ask you to go to paradise? It wasn't a specific ask, um, but it was mentioned several different times. And then I came out that I had a boyfriend. So it kind of was completely cleared after that. But the producers brought it up to me several times. Like, are you going to go to paradise? Do you want to go to paradise? Who would you be interested in seeing? So, yeah. All right. Well, are you still with the boyfriend? I am. Three and a half years in. Yay. Congrats. Thank you. We just moved in together in August. So that's been a big adjustment, but I love our space. I love like anytime we, I feel like we hang out every single day, but it's just different now that we're in our own place together. It's been really nice. I mean, we've obviously talked about engagement and all those things too. Um, Cause I'm like, I'm not trying to be together for five years without some type of engagement ring or something. And he's like, don't you worry. Like it's coming. I've already sent him my Pinterest board and everything. That's important. That's what I did too. I was like, just give this to the jeweler and say, make something that looks like this. And that'll be fine. That's the best tip you can give someone. Well, I hope that's coming soon for you. And I'm so happy to hear that you're doing so well post-show. But yeah, so where can our listeners find you on social media is there anything you want to plug anything that absolutely you can always follow me over on instagram at kira norman and then i'm also on tiktok we're more so into tiktok lately these days mm-hmm. and then i'm also trying to get more into my youtube channel we're almost at a thousand subscribers it's actually really hard on youtube but it is if you're listening to this definitely check it out i'm trying to do more to stay in the life vlogs and be more present because I also feel like a lot of people said they didn't get to see a ton of me on the show and they wanted to see more of me. So I figured YouTube is better than posting a hundred stories per day. So you can definitely catch me on YouTube. Okay. And I will go um, subscribe right after this. So you'll be one closer to a thousand. Uh, I love it. And um, I may, I'll probably make a clip of this on YouTube so I can 
tag you over there. Thank can you. you. Tag on YouTube. I don't even. I don't know. I don't think I'll you can. send you my YouTube link. It's just at here. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No problem. I'm happy to tag it. We can um, put it in the episode description and stuff too. Well, thank you, Kara, for coming on and I will be in touch and I'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to hear the final episode. All right. Bye, Kira. Thank you. Bye, Stephanie. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, guys, for the love of The Bachelor, just stop what you're doing. <laughs> Rate us five stars. Write a review. Make it nice. And don't forget, we have our newest Patreon episode out all about fantasy suite confessions, sexy little stories, and things that piss people off in the fantasy suite. Lots of good stuff. We played a little bit of a teaser earlier in the episode. So go to patreon.com slash batch and check out the full episode plus access to everything else we've been making. Yeah, we've been doing Patreon for a wee bit now. So now you're really saving money because you're getting access to all of the stuff that you would have had to pay for month to month previously, which is awesome. Um, also join our Facebook group. It is a fun place. People are always chatting and posting. I love how engaged everyone has been in the Facebook group. People are always posting like bachelor news and conversations about the episode. It's so fun. And check out the merch shop because we are live with oh, that. Yeah. So the link to the merch is in the bio of this episode. If you don't know where that is or you can't find it, just DM one of us. We'll, we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. A quick shout out to this week's sponsors. We've got Etitude, the softest sheets ever. You can go to etitude.com slash she's all batch. That will get you $25 off your bedding order. Seriously. You need those sheets. Yes, then go to lumi.com and use code batch for 40% off your starter pack bundle at lumideodorant.com. And then check out if you're interested in getting a better credit score, go to kickoff.com. And then follow me at batch. follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore. And I think that's it. That's it. Bye, bitches. Bye.